It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 481 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, March 23rd, 22nd, 22nd. I'm so bad at dates, it's absurd. I'm always looking right at the date, and I still <laughs> fuck it up. Um, I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the entire Locked On Podcast Network on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and the brand new podcast app, Himalaya, which you should definitely check out. It's fantastic. You can curate your own playlist, find all the podcasts on the Locked On Network on Himalaya. Uh, and uh, that'll do it for the preamble. Let's get into this thing. The Raptors are coming off a 116-109 loss to the Thunder in their second game of the home-and-home they played with OKC this week. And joining me from deep inside the arena is our pal talking about the second OKC Thunder game in two days. Not enough, based on the way these games have gone. <laughs> They've been very good games. It's Vivek Jacob. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Uh, yeah, really fun game. Uh, 
for the second time in a row. Um, and obviously tonight, OKC's offense, like the three-point shot, like they couldn't miss anything. Yeah. Dennis Schroeder couldn't miss a single shot. Um, I guess I'll go with my biggest takeaway. Yeah, biggest uh, takeaway. You know, you know the drill by now. <laughs> <laughs> We're so formulaic in this now. So, uh, so I think for me, um, for the Raptors' point of attack, mm-hmm. I think you saw uh, the absence of Lowry hurt them. Yeah. Where you look at Siakam and Kawhi combined for 15 turnovers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, um, well, for the Thunder, they know, especially having just played them, um, that, you know, those two are the guys who are mainly going to have the ball, going to be looked at for, to provide the playmaking. And so they were able to attack that. You know, obviously Kawhi finished with, with a huge night. Siakam put up his points, but... Um, that's a team that thrives off turnovers and offensive rebounding uh, and offensive boards. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought the turnovers were really big. There were moments where you felt like the Raptors were in control. Mm-hmm. And then when the Raptors sort of let it slip a bit, they just couldn't get back into that comfort zone. So, uh, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily played a bad game offensively. The yeah. starters, at least. I thought the bench, you know, we'll talk about the bench if we want, but... Uh, the starters, I thought, were fine. It wasn't the same sort of zip that we saw on Wednesday in the first game of the home-and-home home by any means. It was, you know, a little bit more stagnant and a little bit more of just, like, Pascal kind of getting the ball up top and just being like, hey, Mark, here, yeah. you do something, because, like, the, the Thunder are kind of keying in on us here. Uh, I think Eric Kareen asked the question in the post game about the, the shooters, or the Thunder's kind of sticking to the Raptors shooters a little bit more, yeah. kind of forcing them to play more one-on-one, making that more of a concerted effort because, oh boy, did they not guard any three-point shooters in the last game. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like that was a bit of a thing here too, just 25 three-point attempts for the Raps in this one. They're still 13-25. to 25. Their percentage keeps on ticking up. Kawhi yeah. going 4-5 or five is very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, we can get to Kawhi's game in a little bit here too. But uh, yeah, just a little bit less in the way of sort of, I just... There was a lot of just very obvious examples on Wednesday of them just kind of having this flow, right? And kind of having an exact yes. plan, like, yeah, we're gonna set the screen here. Dude's gonna, you know, come around the the wing up here to the, for, for the wing on like, for the wing three over here. And it seemed like they had a lot more of a plan this time. It was like sometimes they'd like stumble into really beautiful possessions. Yeah. Other times they would have beautiful stuff and then it would end with an ISO with like six seconds on the clock. And sometimes those worked. Like it wasn't necessarily a bad offensive game. Yeah. I just thought they uh, they kind of lacked a little bit of the purpose that they had on Wednesday. And uh, so yeah, that was. That was a pretty big takeaway for me as well. The other thing, too, I guess, is, like, the Thunder just hit a lot of shots. This was an ultimate make-or-miss league Doug game. Like, yeah. it was the Thunder are not going to go 20 of 43 from three all the time. Or, yeah, they were 20 of 43. Uh, Jeremy Grant goes 5 of 8. Dennis Schroeder goes 4 of 7. Or Dennis Schroeder, oh if you're uh, Herbie Kuhn. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's not walking around here. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, Dennis Schroeder had uh, 26 points. He had 4 of 7 from deep. And then you had... Uh, Terrence Ferguson also going 3-7 from deep. So, like, you're not expecting Jeremy Grant to hit five threes most times out, right? And mm-hmm. I thought the Raptors did a good job. Uh, in particular, I think, kind of dealing with that Adams-Westbrook pick and roll by just kind of just swarming Adams when it came to him and forcing yeah. him to kick out for Westbrook threes. And Westbrook was 2-9 from three because that's what he does from three. He's a bad three-point shooter, and the Raps seemed pretty happy for him to settle for those shots. Nurse mentioned Westbrook in terms of, like, guys they were happy taking threes, taking a lot of threes. Yeah. And just the distribution, I think, was fine outside of 5-10 of from Paul George. They just, you know, the, 
dudes hit them. And I, like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that when that's the case. Maybe they could have closed that a little bit more aggressively on guys like Schroeder a couple times, but uh, I didn't think it was a particularly bad defensive performance from the Raps. I think just maybe, you know, they got they were kind of unlucky. Um, and you say that, and they still weren't shot better percentage from three than the, than the Thunder did. The Thunder obviously went on higher volume, but um, I don't know. Any sort of nitpicks with the way the Raps played defense in this one? Not really, because, I mean, they executed the strategy that mm -hmm. they wanted to, right? I mean, you look at the Thunder team, they're not really a three-point shooting team uh, on the season. They're, they're, you know, they're below average, and so you come into this game, you, you just had a successful night of it um, the previous night, so you go in with that, and again, if Jeremy Grant is going to make five of eight, <laughs> it, it, and Schroeder is going to make four of seven, then you kind of live with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure um, it's about since... Feb 8th, yeah. Schroeder's been shooting about 25% from three. Yeah. So this is an anomaly. He's I mean, 33 on the year. Like, yeah. if he's going to take seven threes, you're fine with that. Exactly, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah strategy-wise, I'm not overly concerned. Uh, again, I agree with you. I, I think both games they've defended the Westbrook uh, Adams pick and roll really well. I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen it. We've seen them really struggle with that in seasons past, and Adams sort of have his way and just really toy with them. But you you can see the impact of Gasol's physicality, mm -hmm. um, being able to match up strength-wise at least. And so I thought that was an encouraging sign. Again, uh, you know, the Thunder maybe got key offensive rebounds um, mm -hmm. on key possessions. As they're wont to do, they're the Thunder. They crash the boards yeah. like crazy. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. You look overall... Um, you you give up 12 you get 11 of your own you you sort of live with that against mm -hmm. the thunder right and uh i i thought van vliet made a good point too it's like if you give up 20 turnovers and 23s in a game you should be getting blown out yeah so the fact that you're able to hang in there the the, the fact that you were i mean honestly you were up pretty much for most of it going into you know like the second half of the third quarter and that's when yeah. things sort of start, the the tides started to turn um so not 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 too much I'm going to nitpick here. Uh, again, you know, we're, we're just sort of winding down the season. Maybe there's people that will, will want to read into this a bit too much just because it's probably the last meaningful opponent that the Raptors have. It very have. much is. I'm sorry <laughs> for the apologies to the Nets and the Magic. Like, they've yeah. been great. They're fun. Those games matter way more to those teams than they will to the Raptors. Exactly, right? And then that, and that's another factor that comes into here uh, as well, right? Yeah. Paul George playing 41 minutes. Uh, you know, this is a game that the Thunder really, really needed. They're desperately trying to not play the Warriors in round one. Yeah, <laughs> so um, so again, uh, that uh, that uh, all, all those external factors that come into this, um, there's, there's not too much that I can be unhappy about with this loss. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.
Yeah, I guess if there's one thing I would nitpick, it was I thought there was a lot of progress made on Wednesday in terms of Nick Nurse's rotation. And, right. you know, he talked before the game about, you know, we're kind of starting to see where we're going to have a lot of the time of the game where two of Kawhi, Siakam, Lowry, and Gasol are going to be on the floor at all times. Obviously, with no Lowry tonight, that becomes harder to do. Yeah. Uh, but there were some, you know, four guy bench units out there. I think there was a time at the start of the fourth quarter, maybe, where Kawhi was out there that with was the four bench run. guys. Yep. Uh, and it actually looked pretty good uh, after the the bench kind of gave it away at the end of the third quarter, um, but they kind of that was one of those lineups where it's good for a little bit and then it kind of peters out, yep. like, and then you know you got to bring in the starters. And I think the starters kind of made maybe Gasol and Siakam. There was a timeout with about six and a half minutes left or so. They didn't come in at that timeout, and then Nurse waited till about five and a half minutes left to bring yep. them in. I don't know if that was the difference in the game, but it certainly could have helped because that starting five was really good. Yep. And even though Marcus Saul only took one shot of the night, a dunk off of an amazing pass from Kawhi Leonard, yep. uh, I thought Gasol was really good in terms of just being the hub of the offense once again. And most of the time when the offense ran through him, good things were happening. And there was a really a few really, really nice sequences where Fred would find him on the pick and roll, and then you know either Gasol would kick it to the corner, and mm -hmm. then they'd get an open three out of it, or the corner would sort of move it along from there. And then you'd get even more motion, and it was fantastic. And a lot yeah. of it started with that Fred-Gasol pick and roll action. But uh, yeah, where was I even going with that? No, the, the rotation. So... I guess there was a little bit less in terms of like trying to stagger Siakam and Leonard perfectly, and you know, like late in the game, I don't know. It, it was. I, I wonder how much the foul trouble uh, yeah. impacted that. Yeah. I mean, you, Leonard and Siakam finished with five fouls. Kawhi had the, the two early in the yeah. first quarter. Although Nurse seemed unfazed by that, so, he was like, "Go yeah. ahead, you have more steals than fouls in your career, buddy. Just go keep it up." That's, that's the nice thing about Kawhi. It's like, yeah. if, of anyone who picks up a couple fouls, it's like, yeah, you're probably fine just staying in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I trust your ability to not pick up fouls for 12 minutes or, or so of game time. Um, but I don't know. Did you have issues with the rotation, or is is it like, is this such a tired thing where we're talking about the rotation every single night? Uh, and again, maybe it's more amplified because this was like the last real game. And this did have a very playoffy vibe to it, but yeah. um, I don't know. Is it something that you're looking into too much, or were, was just the words from Nurse before the game where he said, "Yeah, we're gonna have those four guys, two of them on the court at all times, most of the time." Yeah. Is that enough for you? Yeah, I think I trust Nick when he says that. Yeah. Um, even though he said some things that have not really panned out thus far. <laughs> it was a mid-season when he said they're pretty much done with the load management. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. That'll get its real test in the playoffs. But uh, I'm not um, worried about the rotations. I think he'll sort it out. I think he's been very good with reacting to what's happening on the court on mm -hmm. most occasions. Uh, so I'll roll with him for now. Um, and, but but I, I do think that if there's one thing that maybe needs to be addressed, it's, I, I don't think you can go, I, I don't think Gasol can play 27 minutes and attempt one shot. Yeah. Uh, and that comes so late. Yeah. Uh, again, some of that is a product of having to lean on him more for the playmaking in the absence of Lowry. Yeah. Um, but also at the, in the same token, you know, Lowry is probably someone that will make sure that he gets involved and get, gets his uh, shots at the rim yeah. and whatnot. Fred took a little bit of blame so, for that. So exactly, Fred did take right? some of the blame for that. Um, and But yeah, I, I think for Gasol himself, he's got to be a bit more aggressive in taking yeah. out that shot. I think, you know, there, there was that one play I thought that exemplified it where he got the ball at the top, top of the three and mm -hmm. um, he... Uh, Adams had the hard closeout and he was able to get the step on him and there, there, there it was. He just he had the rim in front of him and then he just kicked it out for a three. So those are the ones where 
you know, you want to make sure the defense sees you as a threat yeah. and they're not just playing you for the pass every time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that, that, that's probably, okay, now that I have something to nitpick, that's the one thing. I <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's Marcus Gasol. He'll figure it out. It's not like he's been shy to score in the past, right? right. Like he's taken it upon himself. I think maybe he's gotten a little bit too pass-happy these last couple of games. But again, like yeah. a lot of good things usually happen from there. I wouldn't mind seeing more, and this is weird because I, for a very long time, was like, yeah, I'm sick of Jonas post-ups. I don't want Jonas post-ups anymore. But, like, it seems like every time Gasol posts up, something good happens, whether yeah. it's him getting his own shot or him finding a skip pass on the other side of the court for a Siakam 3 or something like that. Right. Uh, they haven't used it a ton. It's been a lot of him at the high elbow or just at the top of the arc. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of down a little bit lower and maybe use that as more of an inside-out vehicle to create offense yeah. when you're struggling to find something because, like, he's such a good passer. Like, they send just even a little, like, a modicum of help and he's going to find someone cutting or whatever it's going to be. There were... The one pass he made, it was so, it was first quarter, it was so pretty, he posted up, Fred made like the tiniest little cut to open up the passing lane all the way to the far corner for Siak, and then boom, because Gasol's a genius, just found him, cash, right? So that's the kind of thing I would like to see a little bit more too, Uh, and like there will be more offensive, you know, there will be more shots out of that for Gasol as well as teams start, hey, being like, hey, let's not uh, double this guy, he's not the greatest finisher in the world, and it's, you know, him putting up a two is much preferable to, you know, him picking us apart for threes, um, but, like, that's the kind of thing where you have a guy, like, use all of his skills, I guess, would be what I'd say. And, and I think they kind of get a little bit samey sometimes, where it's like, yeah, yeah here you go, top of, the, top of the elbow, figure it out. Siakam just, like, kind of standing next to him and like, all right, where am I going now? Yeah. Um, I, ultimately, and, like, it's like a small nitpick because, like, things are coming along just fine with Gasol, and they've been much better offensively since he's been around, the assist rate's up, all this stuff. But uh, th- there's still little things they can iron out. Yeah, and I think the one thing that is special about his IQ and – you know those possessions where he gets it at the elbow he's so quick to read when they need a reset mm. and you know there's a lot of times where he'll recognize that he doesn't have anything right off the bat and he'll hand it back mm. and set a pick and then they'll go from there and that sort of gets you more into a flow uh, and guys get moving off that um, and I think it's the same thing with the post up as well where you, you know you don't have to worry about oh you know is this kind of you know going to take away from the flow of the offense where mm-hmm. because I think He's so smart that he recognizes right away where, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to kick it out or swing it wherever it may be, right? And mm-hmm. you know he can make that pass. And again, he's the he's the type of player where, you know, it's not like he gets the ball in the post and everyone's just standing and watching around. Guys are cutting because they know he can find him. Mm-hmm. So. One other note, too, on Casal and his offense. Like, when Lowry's back, Lowry, as you mentioned, like, Lowry's been so good at getting everyone involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was kind of nice today, today to see uh, Serge Ibaka, you know, hit a mid-range jumper or two because he hasn't really been taking those yeah. all that much yeah. lately yeah. because Kyle's been out, and no one seems to be able to create that pick-and-pop shot for him, which yeah. is uh, troubling, but, uh, you know, Kyle's really good at that. Uh, and I feel like the pick-and-pop stuff with Gasol will especially come around a little bit more as Lowry comes in, back into the lineup because, like, Fred, as good as he's been, and I thought, you know, he's only 3'11", tonight and he was over three from deep but I thought he was really good and I thought his you know just the burst he has right now getting to the yes. basket it's kind of what he had like the first couple weeks of the season before he got hurt yeah. and it was like very noticeable when he was playing that way early in the year it's like this dude's blowing by guys yeah. and just kind of like using that little stutter dribble and yeah. it's like oh god like he's at the rim already and putting shots up over Steven Adams that's fantastic yeah. um, and, and so you know he brings his own good things and like I don't have a problem with Fred on the court right now it's just he's not quite the same guy at finding those open looks for the bigs is the way Lowry is and I think right. that'll help Gasol as well that comes back around. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, what other notes from this game? I, I, so, what did you make of this game? So, the thing I'm probably going to write about is this felt very playoff-y to me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was the second game they played against OKC. I think a couple of guys mentioned, like, yeah, this is sort of playoff-y because you play the one game and then they're going to adjust right away yeah. and there's no time to just, like, go learn about a new opponent. You come back to play the same team. It very happens very rarely, especially with an interconference game. It's very strange. But um, I thought this game, while the Raptors lost, I thought it kind of clarified a few things about what's go- what it's going to look like in the playoffs. And, like, honestly, I'm mostly encouraged and I'm wondering what you think about that. In particular, I thought we saw the Thunder react to how the Raptors shot threes and wide openly on Wednesday. Yep. And they made a real point of closing out on shooters and getting into dudes' faces. Yep. Danny Green notwithstanding, because he still got up 11, was 6 of 11, and it was weird what he missed. And they drew up a beautiful play late in the game in the last minute when they were trying to, I think, yeah. go from 6 to 3. Um, and it was, it was beautifully drawn up, and he missed a corner 3. That never happens, but whatever. That That's besides the point. Um, I thought... The counter that the Raptors are always going to have when things get a little bit dicey like that and they're not quite finding those threes with their motion offense is just give it to Kawhi and he's going to score. And guess what? They gave it to Kawhi and he scored a lot. He had 37 in this game, 12 of 23. He was 4 or 5 from deep, got to the line a ton. Um, And then you could also do it with Siakam as well. Like Siakam a few times just completely bullied Russell Westbrook and it was like... Okay, this is just a dude you can throw the ball to now. He's got 25 tonight, 35, 33 on Wednesday. Like, I'm having, I got more and more confidence growing that he's a guy that, like, if you need a bucket at a certain point in the game, he's a nice little outlet. If Kawhi yep. is, you know, struggling or teams are really gearing up to stop him, just give it to Siakam to get a bucket. So I think, you know, I'd be curious to see, like, what Siakam's ISO numbers are, like, per possession compared to, like, DeRozan in the past. Mm-hmm. I think Kawhi's obviously ahead of him. But I, I would be almost like shocked if Siakam wasn't ahead of DeRozan's ISO like per possession numbers from the past. Everything he like, seems to just, do yeah. seems to be high efficiency. It's incredible, so, right? Yeah. So I, I I just think they're gonna have the antidote when teams really load up on stopping three point shooters. They try to take Danny Green out of the game the way some teams like totally load up on say JJ Redick or Kyle Korver. When teams try to do that, like they have two guys you can just give the ball to, and I think that is very valuable. As much yeah. as it's like simplistic and reductive to say, "Oh, just give the ball to the best players and have them go one on one," like they can do that, and they have two guys now who are like bonafide able to do that. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. Was there anything in this game, other than that, or including that, like that sort of, you know, gave you encouragement for what this is all going to look like come playoff time? Yeah, I think the biggest thing uh, t- to go off the point that you made is just the fact that you're going into these playoffs now where you have so many individual players who are essentially like weaponized. Yeah. They, they have 
they have tools that they can go to by themselves. You don't need uh, as much shot creation as you did in the past. Yeah. I mean, you don't need as much playmaking as you did in the past where, you know, now before when DeRozan and Lowry were getting trapped, it was hard to find an answer right, yeah. for someone else. Um, but now, like you said, would Siakam be able to go create his own shot with uh, Kawhi, with uh, Gasol and Kyle, both as two hubs now to the offense? Yeah. Um, literally the only one that can't create his own shot is one of the best three-point shooters in the league <laughs> so it doesn't really matter right yeah like danny green i mean you you can be that's exactly what you want around those other guys we a guy that literally can't be left mm-hmm. and every time he is left he makes you pay mm-hmm. um i mean it's amazing like the quickness the confidence that he has on even those like semi-contested threes where yeah. guys are actually like at him in the corner i mean he had a kyle lowry pull up three in transition today that was incredible yeah it's like oh i haven't seen that in a while that's fantastic exactly (laughs) so um so all the pieces fit they all uh matter uh in in a meaningful way because they complement each other easy there lester freeman (laughs) (laughs) um i only watched the wire last year so it's all fresh man (laughs) but uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is the way they all complement each other and the, the way that outside of having to complement each other, if you dig yourself a bit of a hole, mm-hmm. uh, there's someone that can dig you out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. I also liked what Nick Nurse said after the game and kind of what we saw. It was like they're, they're, they're very, very versatile defensively. And Pascal Siakam guarding Russell Westbrook, yeah. I don't know how often we're, they're going to see a guy like Westbrook in the playoffs. It's just not a thing you see very often. But like... And John Wall, I guess, is the closest sort of approximation of what Russell Westbrook is, and he's not going to be in the playoffs because he's hurt and the Wizards are bad. But yeah. like the just the the versatility that they have, and saying like, "Hey, go go guard the point guards, Siakam," and then you can have Danny Green kind of roving off the ball, or, or Kawhi roving off the ball, and you know, you have Kawhi guarding Paul George, and just, just like all these defenders that are just like extra, just like surplus. Yeah. It's like. I, I don't know. I, I am really. We talked about this a little bit on Wednesday about the, how the defense has been much better since the uh, since the trade deadline. They're second overall in defensive efficiency right now. Since the trade deadline, probably will drop a little bit after today's game. But like, just the 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 ceiling that this team can find on defense. So we're seeing with OG as well. OG had a pretty quiet night, but a couple. Again, just like classic OG punching the ball free and like bringing it the other way plays. I, I am. Uh, Similarly to like the the thing with the offense, it's just I'm very encouraged about what it's going to look like come playoff time, considering what it's looking like defensively right now. It's just it's, just, it's not quite totally there because they have games like this where teams go off and you leave shooters a little bit too open. But the they just the have upside, so many different looks that they can yeah. It's to, just crazy, right? man. Like and they don't even use a lot of them, right? right? Like, yeah, exactly. There's and still that Siakam at center like murder lineup that they haven't really used very much. No, and you know you look at how effective the zone's been for them. Mm-hmm. They can go to that. You you look at um, you know some, uh, something that. Uh, more teams have been doing when they go up against the Bucks is throwing the center at Giannis yeah. and then just trying to be as quick, uh, have everyone else be as quick as possible to, to be in that scramble exactly. mode. For when, you know, Which sounds like a job for Ibaka almost, right? Yeah. yeah, and so that's the thing. If you can put Ibaka out on the perimeter uh, against Giannis, that's where a guy like is Siakam behind him it makes such a big difference right mm-hmm. and so uh so all these guys you know you look at Kawhi's length you look, i mean that that's the thing that's made their zone so scary right the fact that you can have siakam and Kawhi as the, t- mm-hmm. the two guys out <laughs> they're literally covering the entire court right yeah. so what pass are you trying to make yeah. um 
And that's the same thing. If you have Ibaka up top, and then you have uh, again Siakam and Kawhi behind them, like it just makes the, it just narrows the court that much more, which mm-hmm. is so important uh, in the NBA now, where every, you know everyone's using uh, the three-point shot to provide spacing. Now, if you're able to shrink the court with your length, mm-hmm. then it makes the job easier. Which is why, again, you pointed out that the Raptors are second in defensive efficiency uh, since the trade. There's also. Uh I th- I can't remember who tweeted this. I wish I could, but OG Ananobi, maybe he can play center. Like, <laughs> he's rebounding pretty well. He's probably stronger than most of the players on the team. There's just a lot, man. There's yeah. a lot of versatility going on, and the fact that you can just throw Pascal Siakam on Russell Westbrook and have him be effective. Like Westbrook was six to twenty. He was pretty frustrated most of the night. Uh, you know, he had some nice sequences late in the game where he maybe flopped a little bit but um, (laughs) it's just I am uh, as much as they lost this game I am very very much encouraged by a lot of the things we saw in what as you mentioned is probably the last real test before the playoffs and now it's just like get healthy please get healthy yeah (laughs) like it's it's very necessary to get healthy but other than that like it's just you know just keep it going and try not to like lose any of what you've built up I guess but I don't know. It's 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 pretty good. I, I'm feeling pretty good. Any parting shots before we wrap this thing up? No. Um, yeah. As usual. We've covered it pretty extensively. Yeah. From uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we got it's late on a Friday. I gotta get a train or a bus or whatever comes next. Um, but we're gonna wrap this thing up. Vivek, anything you want to plug? I know. As usual, you can find my stuff. I'll have the recap for this game uh, up at Raptors Republic mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. Eastern. So be sure to go <laughs> check that out. And as usual, follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. You can find me at Woodley Sean. You can, uh, I'll have a What Didn't Suck written probably on Sunday. Uh, so stay tuned for that from this game. Uh, also, the the Kawhi Leonard is staying bracket is uh, going strong. We're through the round of 32. If you want to check that all out, it's at RaptorsHQ.com. Myself and Jay Rosales have put in far too much time and words into that. But thank you to everyone who has uh, responded nicely to it because people seem to really like it, which is great. Um, also, if you are interested, interested, ah, it's late. Uh, I'm going to be co-hosting the panel at the CEBL draft, the first draft in the KD Elite Basketball's history. Filling out all six rosters, 13 rounds. Myself and Marshall Ferguson are going to be taking you through all of that tomorrow uh, starting at 6 o'clock on CEBL.tv. It's a fantastic interface. It, like, blows League Pass out of the water. Check out CEBL.tv. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, And I'll be on there at 6 o'clock tomorrow talking about all of the picks in the draft. I can't say who's been drafted. I know some names who've been drafted. You're going to know some names who've been drafted. So that's all I'll say to tease tuning into that. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get your podcasts. Also on Himalaya, brand new podcast app, which is so great for personalizing and curating playlists of podcasts it's great himalaya download it and listen to your podcast there and uh i'm not sure if you can leave ratings and reviews on himalaya but if you can leave it on locked on raptors five stars please uh and that's gonna do it thank you so much we'll talk to you next time on locked on raptors wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.